Okay, we are back on this Wednesday afternoon with vaccine researcher, family physician, Dr. Iris Gorfinkel. And Dr. Gorfinkel, let's move from the big headline of the afternoon, which of course is the Ontario government announcing masking mandates for most public indoor spaces, dropping as of March 21st. And let's talk about a study out of the UK that's made some significant headlines the past couple of days that COVID can cause the brain to actually uh, shrink. What more can you tell us about this? This is such an interesting story. Basically, they took 800 people, half of whom had COVID, the other half did not. And they subjected them to scans both before and after. So this is about four and a half months after having had COVID. They found that the brain actually shrunk in certain areas up to 2%. And these are regions that affected memory. They're regions that affected smell and emotions, which kind of makes sense because we're looking for an explanation. Why does long COVID happen? Why do people lose their sense of smell, have complaint of lowered concentration, lowered memory, brain fog? This may explain it. They can actually see a neurological correlate to that. And important to note as well, Dr. Gorfinkel, this was amongst people that weren't necessarily hospitalized or even in ICU. They've noticed this, this UK study in people that just had, I guess, quote unquote, mild COVID. Absolutely. 96% had mild disease and the, and the subjects aged 51 through 81. So those three decades, and it's interesting, we need longer term studies to tell us if in fact their brains are going to recover over time. Now keep in mind, this did not, it wasn't involving Omicron. It wasn't even involving Delta. This was a five month study done involving Alpha. So that goes way back. You know, so it's hard to know, does it necessarily generalize to every variant? Maybe, maybe not, but it is pretty exciting to finally understand that there could be a neurological correlate, this brain shrinkage that explains some of the symptoms that people with long COVID are experiencing. Okay, and I wanted to switch and talk about the crisis in Ukraine, which of course is on all of our hearts and minds. Uh, this week, uh, we want to talk about the health risks of those in war zones, Dr. Gorfinkel, and just exactly what are medical health professionals, what do you think they're most concerned about right now? There are so many medical concerns, it's hard to know. I mean, it's not just about being hit by a bullet or a shell. There's a whole slew of factors. You've got two million people and counting on the run, out of work, no medical services, and, and they don't have enough money, there's substandard housing, they're living in crowded conditions, where do I even begin? The possibility of COVID, yeah, we could talk about that. What about tuberculosis when you're sleeping next to somebody? You know, Ukraine has the fourth highest rate of tuberculosis of 53 European countries, and they happen to be the least vaccinated country to COVID. So this is going to be spelling out pretty serious problems. And now what are we hearing? They're lacking clean water. And what does that open the door to? Diarrhea, dysentery, typhoid, cholera, a whole slew of problems. You know, in wars past, We've seen more people dying from infectious diseases than we have at the hands of the enemy. And that's a huge difference. I mean, so what, what are we going to do? They're also lacking oxygen. And that's a serious problem because humanitarian corridors have yet to be opened that are reliable. 
All right. So having said uh, all of that, and that is a really eye-opening, I think, uh, for a lot of us uh, to hear, and we've heard a lot over the past couple of weeks with the invasion of Ukraine about things like sanctions, uh, military intervention and moves, but uh, how about medical aid? Is there a hope there, Dr. Gorfinkel, that uh, we can get medical aid uh, where it's needed most in Ukraine? Well, that's desperately needed. I mean, safe zones to deliver critical supplies, we need safe, these humanitarian corridors to allow children, the disabled, people with serious illness, the elderly, to get to safer quarters. The problem is both sides have to agree. That's negotiated by the United Nations, but sometimes the Red Cross. But the Ukraine has yet to see even a single humanitarian corridor, simply because the shelling is continuing despite. I mean, look what was supposed to happen this Saturday. This past Saturday, I'm talking about March 5th, there was supposed to be a five-hour ceasefire. That would have allowed 200,000 people from Mariupol to have escaped. Did it happen? It did not. And that's, you know, so until political solutions can create peace, the answer is going to lie in recognizing and embracing basic human rights. I'm talking about access to shelter, access to food and health care, especially for the refugees, for these displaced persons. Without a doubt, it's uh, been uh, so uh, heartbreaking uh, for all of us uh, to watch over these uh, past uh, couple of weeks. Dr. Gorfinkel, really appreciate the time as always. Thanks so much for this, and we will uh, talk again next Wednesday. Very good. Best to you. All right, and you as well. Dr. Iris Gorfinkel, vaccine researcher, family physician, joining us as she does each and every Wednesday right here. You're listening to The Jeff MacArthur Show. We'll be right back. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.